0: Hello, and welcome to the 24th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingbert, and I am still your host. Uh, special thanks to Media Temple and Harvest for supporting this show this week, and I want to apologize for missing last week, you know, things get, get crazy, and, uh... I'm glad to be back, and we have some exciting guests coming up, and not only do we have some exciting guests coming up, but we have one tonight as well. Today I have with me Joe Cascabona, a web developer, author, and teacher who focuses primarily on WordPress and mobile development. He is the author of a few books, including Responsive Design with WordPress and Building WordPress Themes from Scratch, uh, which I hope to get into. Uh, Welcome, Joe. And for the people who don't know who you are, why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself?
1: Hey, Ruben. Thanks for having me. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, I am Joe Casabona. I'm a web developer uh, primarily focusing on WordPress. I also work and teach at the University of Scranton uh, doing that same uh, sort of thing. So I've been a web developer since 2002, and um, and I got into WordPress just a few years later in like 2005, I think, and, and I've been working with it ever since. So uh, aside from that, i Play the drums. I live in Scranton, and I enjoy an occasional cigar from time to time. So,
0: <laughs> well, well, for your own, for your own information, I have spent some time in Scranton, Pennsylvania, nice. Um, nice. during the summers. I would work at a sleepaway camp about an hour from there. So, oh wow. Uh, um, I'd like to start by finding out how you sort of got your start on the web. I know that you went to school for computer engineering, I believe it is, and uh, you know how did you make the jump from that to web development specifically?
1: Gotcha. Well, uh, so I was in high school in 2002, 2001, 2002, and uh, I like to say it's divine intervention because my church came to me and they said, uh, you know, they said, Joe, you're good with computers, right? And I'm like, yes. And uh, they said, can you make a website? And I said, no, I've I've never done that before. I don't know how to do it. And they said, we'll pay you. And I said, yeah, I can definitely make a website. (laughs) You'll pay me? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I booted up front page, Microsoft front page. And I made them a really, uh, we'll say, simple, modest, not very good website. Um, I'm but sure, I'm, sh- I'm yeah. sure it was beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. And uh, I, it was. I thought it was so much fun, like actually creating something and then putting it out there for other people to see. Uh, so I, I just stuck with it. And when I went to college, I did. I went through the uh, media information technology program, which was relatively new at the time. And it just kind of combines like computer science with uh, communications. And it was kind of like what you make of it, you know, that wasn't really structured. So I was able to do a bunch of comp sci stuff without doing some of the hardcore math that I'm kind of uh, lacking in. And then I did my software engineering master's at the University of Scranton as well. So um, I, I do a lot of front end dev work, but I kind of consider myself more of a back end developer now.
0: Okay, so so how did you sort of, you know, you said at the beginning of your journey uh, that you, that the university program was kind of cho- almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, how did you figure out what there is to learn and sort of how did you figure out a path to get from front page to being a back-end developer?
1: Um, so I guess uh, my friend Steve Mikosh was pretty instrumental in that. Um, I worked in in... It was called the TechCon Lab, the technical consultant lab that students would work with faculty and staff and other students to help them with whatever they needed help with, uh, websites or PowerPoint presentations. You know, we kind of did a whole bunch of computer-based things. And he said, you shouldn't use front page, You should use Notepad. And I was like, all right. So I started doing, I started using Notepad. He introduced me to. Uh, Dan Cedar Holmes, Bulletproof Web Design, uh, which completely changed my life, and uh, a couple of blogs. So as far as the web design stuff goes, I'm I'm a bit self-taught with kind of the guidance of how to program from the university. So when I got into my major, I was just kind of, I'm like, what classes can I take where I can... Um, Oh, I should also say I was freelancing at the time through college. So I was like, where can I honed my skills as a freelancer while also using my client projects as school projects and uh because we had so many free electives, I was able to kinda of pick and choose, uh like build my own major where I could take advantage of that stuff while also freelancing. So I kinda schmoozed my way into a major that helped me a lot actually. So
0: so the way <laughs> so the way you describe it, you kind of like You got jobs and you learned on the fly to say, you know, a client wants X and you were like, yes, I can do that. And then you just jumped into it, which I think I think a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people just starting out sort of do that. I mean, I hope my clients understand that I've done that in the past and I've delivered on whatever I've promised. But how did you sort of figure out how far those those promises of things that you don't know, but you can figure out sort of how how did you figure out? How far those promises could go?
1: <laughs> uh, I was really nervous a lot of times. Um, uh, you know, it was kind of... I didn't try to stray too far from what I thought I knew, I guess. But, like, I would try to kind of... I would look at what I knew and then kind of the next logical step. And whether that was based on, like, whatever a List of part published or whatever book I happened to be reading at the time. Or if it was just something I wanted to learn how to do. So... You know, if I wanted to learn how to make a, a shopping cart or a login system or something like that, um, I would say, yeah, I can do this for you. Uh, I would make it very clear to my clients that I was a student uh, and, you know, school school came first and it would be around my schedule. But they were all really understanding about it because I was up front with them and, uh, you know, they were paying the student rates. So <laughs> um, it was kind of a winning combination of...
0: You know, reading what the next thing is and really understanding clients. So, you know, as you get started uh, working on the web or really working anywhere, uh, requires a lot of confidence uh, or some people would call it courage um, to, you know, to build things and to push forward and to sort of share that on the web. What uh, how did you build your confidence uh, to build something and to keep pushing forward?
1: Uh, I would. You know, I think positive feedback was something that was really helpful. At first, I would show everybody I knew except for the client the website that I made for them and be like, do you guys think this is good? What do you think? And then I would just, you know, send it to the client. And if they liked it, they liked it. Uh, And if they didn't, I would get feedback from them. But uh, I guess it's just don't be afraid of rejection or failure, maybe, Um, you know. Which is something I learned in high school and early in college because I had to if I wanted to keep freelancing and keep doing, you know, my business. So I guess the biggest thing is, you know, don't be afraid to get that email from a client that says, uh, you know, this is not what we're looking for. Or one recently said to me, "It's this isn't doing anything for me. And, like, I was like, uh, all right,
0: I'll back to the drawing board, I guess. But So, I, so how do you – how – you know, how did you uh, sort of make the jump into into WordPress development specifically? Uh,
1: well, I was doing a lot of client sites where I was updating the pages manually and FTPing them to the server, uh, as we did in 2004. And I said to my friend, Steve Mikosh again, I, I said, I think I want to build my own content management system just to... make it easier for me to update my client websites and he said i thought about doing that too and then i saw this thing called wordpress and i downloaded it i tried it out and you know this was before like a lot of one-click installs and stuff like that so it took some time to get up and running but it made things a lot easier than what i was already doing so i kind of ran with it and and like it really evolved and became a really great tool so um you know, my friend showed me it and it made things easier
0: for me, so I stuck with it. Uh, and it, it's great. That's awesome. So, for someone fresh to, for someone who's just jumping into the web or ju- really just jumping into WordPress uh, more specifically, because that's your specialty, uh, where would you guide them to get started?
1: Uh, well, there are a couple of really good sites out there, I think. Uh, WP Beginner is a nice website. Um, that has, you know, some early tutorials for you. Uh, the codex is a nice thing to familiarize yourself with because getting to know the codex is going to help you, um, you know, no matter what stage of the game you're at. And then if I can shamelessly plug my first book, Building WordPress Themes from Scratch, uh, I, I in that book I teach you how to take an HTML template and convert it to a, um, a WordPress theme.
0: So I, I haven't had a chance to read your book yet, um, but it is on my list of WordPress books to go through because I'm you know I'm also just starting out. Um, but uh, what how how do you guide, how does that book necessarily guide someone through the steps of building a WordPress site? Uh,
1: well, I I approach it like it's a really long form tutorial. So ba- basically, the way I wrote the book is uh, my publisher gave me an HTML template uh, that kind of like fit their look and feel. Uh, you know, uh, like them as a, a company, I guess. Uh-huh. And I would do something and then write exactly what I did down and highlight the the code. Uh, so I would take the head part of the HTML template, I would convert it to uh, the WordPress header uh, file in a theme, and then I would say, this is what I did, this is why I did it. So, uh, you know, what you're reading is, literally the steps i'm taking to build out this theme uh and explaining you know the important functions
0: and why i did things a certain way and things like that so obviously you you've written a couple books on the subject and you've worked hard what what keeps you motivated to keep pushing forward and to keep learning new things
1: uh well i'm i think one thing is kind of the fear of stagnating um I got a job at the University of Scranton doing web development stuff uh, almost three years ago, and I'll tell you, the way I did things three years ago, as far as my workflow, is completely different from the, thing, the way I do it now. Like, GitHub was not a thing to me three years ago, uh, or any kind of version control. Um, you know, I, I was essentially, this is really shameful, <laughs> like I was doing stuff in Coda, which is a great app. By the way, like if, if you have a Mac, um, but I was doing everything on the server, so you know I didn't really have a lot of backups and and things like that, and I wasn't really doing anything locally. So, uh, you know, recently I I, I kind of reworked that, but um, you know I go to a bunch of word camps where I learn what other people are doing, and uh, you know I want to I want to keep my skills fresh. Things change so so much in our field that.
0: Uh, I think just kind of the fear of stagnating is what keeps me motivated. So uh, that's definitely, that's definitely some great advice. Um, what, what would you tell someone starting out to keep them motivated? You know, obviously once you have some skills, it's easy to like keep building on them, but like, you know, the first person, the first time you're writing a line of HTML or the first time you're styling something, it's kind of hard to keep pushing yourself forward, uh, when you don't get something working the way you want it to do. So what would you tell that person?
1: Mm, Yeah, that's, that's a great question. it's, uh, it's something I just went through with my students. I just for the first time this semester taught a web design course and there were a lot of people with had never seen HTML before and I would show them HTML and CSS and they looked horrified. And I, I said to them, I was like, guys, first of all, I was where you were a few years ago. Uh but just try something out. If it doesn't work, try something else. You know, just uh don't be, you know, don't be afraid to break something. If you break something, just roll back and try again. Um and i think that the problem solving aspect is, is something i i really like about it so like something breaks uh i will probably say some not safe for work things and then i will i'll i'll how do i fix this and then i'll you know i'll just keep at it so um don't be afraid to
0: break stuff everybody does uh, i think that's some, i think that's some fantastic advice even if you're working full time in the field uh Breaking something, everyone does it from time to time. You you do something and you break it, and then you learn from that experience. So I just want to take a minute right now to talk about our two sponsors today. First up is Media Temple, Uh, and I've used Media Temple for several years and recommend it to all of my clients um, and all of my friends. Uh, Media Temple's grid service has been the web choice web hosting choice of more designers developers and creative professionals than any other platform um, a single grid account can host anything from your portfolio to 100 to di- over 100 different client projects and the grid is ready for anything hundreds of servers work together in the cloud to keep your sites online even if you suddenly hit the front page of reddit um, and their 24 7 support is like the best is Honestly, the best thing I've ever experienced. They're always there to help you out uh, and to fix little issues. Um, you can check out their man- their new managed WordPress hosting as well as their other managed hosting products. Uh, special discount for How to Hold a Pencil listeners. Use the promo code PENCIL in all caps for 25% off your first month of web hosting. Go to MediaTemple.net and enter your promo code upon sign up. I also want to thank Harvest uh, for supporting the show this month. Um, and Harvest is a great tool for tracking time spent on client projects. I've used Harvest on a number of projects, and uh, every time it's just so easy. You can uh, you can start a timer from anything from your computer, desktop, iPhone, or even your Android. Um, it's really effortless and makes uh, makes tracking your time really great and really easy. Something that a lot of developers dread because it's annoying, um, and they make it really beautiful. Uh, check out Harvest at getharvest.com before the year slips away. Uh, and after your 30-day free trial period, use the code Holder in all caps and receive 50% off your first month. And a special thanks again to Harvest and Media Temple for supporting the show. Joe, I want to continue our conversation and sort of uh, uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what – You know, if you're teaching, you know, you said you taught your first class on web design today, uh, this year. And I'm wondering what, you know, when you started that class, besides going through the syllabus with your students, sort of, they, you know, for a lot of them, this was probably their first time, you know, dealing with design and stuff like that. What type of advice did you give them or guidance at the very beginning?
1: Uh, Yeah, so it was kind of a mixed bag class. You know, there were some tech-savvy people, and there were some non-tech-savvy people in there. So, uh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to keep the class... I wanted to teach the same thing to both people, or both groups of people, I guess. So, I, you know, I basically told them and kept saying throughout the semester, uh, you know, I know this looks... I mean, maybe it looks scary, or maybe it looks, like, impossible to understand, but uh, the more you do it, the, the better you're going to learn. So I put a bunch of stuff up on CodePen... And, GitHub and you know, a, a lot of the lecture was doing stuff, talking about something and doing it in CodePen. Uh, and, and when they rolled out, like, their professor mode, that was the best thing ever. So I would do stuff up on the projector. I'd say, guys, fork this and uh, just mess around with it. Try stuff. And, and you'll see the changes live. Uh, you know, so I, I, I pretty much told them, you know, don't be afraid of what I'm showing you. I know it looks scary and weird, but uh it looks that way to everybody just starting out so just keep trying stuff
0: so i think for a lot of people starting out uh they'll listen to podcasts or they'll uh they'll read blog posts or something and everybody talks about different tools they use some people use a mac some people use a pc some people use coda sublime et cetera, et cetera. you know what do you recommend for somebody just starting out you know like what tools do you recommend
1: wow that is that's a good question.
0: Um, You're the first person I've asked this question on wow. the show, so give a good answer.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm setting a precedent. Uh, <laughs> when I learned, what I did was I would do something in front page, and then I would look at the source. So something would generate the source code for me, and then I would look at how it's generated. Uh, I, I believe there are some tools out there that do that. Dreamweaver, I think, is one of them, and I know there's a great new tool out there and the name is escaping me right now but if you can get your hands on something like that great otherwise I think CodePen and GitHub are, are great sources that did not exist when I was first starting out you know with CodePen you can you're you're seeing the source code for whatever you're looking at you know in the same screen so you can go and, and delete something and see immediately how it affects uh, what you're doing so I think that, you know, doing stuff in CodePen is probably um, is probably the equivalent to what I would have done when I was first starting out. Um, and then, you know, whatever you're most comfortable in. So, like, you know, people I work with are like, I work in VI, and I'm like, VI is scary and weird. <laughs> <laughs> My current tool set is, is Sublime. Uh, I use MAMP for local development and stuff like that, uh,
0: and, and GitHub. So... I think so that's I think you're meant the fact that you're mentioning GitHub early on as like one of those tools you should learn to use from the beginning uh, is essential because when I first started out and it was only about a, two years ago at this point um, and maybe maybe three years almost uh, nobody ever talked to me about GitHub like I had heard about it but now it's like if somebody would have told me like oh this is a place for you to store all your code, for you to be able to go back to it you know I would that's something that I think is an essential tool that people should start using early on. You know, it's not necessarily the first thing you should learn, but within your first few months of developing, I think GitHub is, like, a number one item that so many people neglect to learn. Um, And I, too, use CodePen and Sublime and stuff like that. So you've written... uh, I know you've written uh, the two books, uh, WordPress from Scratch uh, and Responsive Design for WordPress. Sort of, you want to go through what... A little bit about what the Responsive Design book goes through a little bit?
1: Yeah, so... uh About a year ago, I guess, a little more than a year ago, I was I was thinking to myself, man, it would be swell if Peach Pit New Writers published one of my books. Uh because I every like I've learned how to make websites basically from them and the internet. So uh (laughs) so I was like, What's like what's a good unique idea? And I hadn't seen anything about responsive design, which when I started the writing process was relatively new still. Uh, like I didn't have clients asking for it or anything. And so I was doing responsive design stuff. Now it's the buzzword. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like, Oh man, we need you to be responsive and responsive is like the new web 2.0. Exactly. Uh,
0: so, 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 so true.
1: Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I was figuring out the best ways to do responsive design, in WordPress, and I was like, I don't see any, I don't see anything out there right now that talks about it. Book wise so I did a proposal, sent it to Peachpit, Pit, and, and they accepted it, which was crazy to me. Uh, and so, the first part of the book I talk about just straight responsive design, best practices, why it exists, uh, media queries, REST, and and a few other things. And then I talk about in WordPress theming. What like what WordPress does to to make responsive design easier or the things in WordPress we can use to make responsive design easier. So when you upload an image in WordPress, for example, it creates three or four different sizes and you can even create more than that. You can easily use that with picture fill or now the, new, the newly accepted picture element in HTML. Uh, so instead of having to create four or five different images yourself for responsive images... You can use what WordPress generates, and I talk about how to do that. Um, I also talk about the more popular WordPress features like archive pages, uh, comments, and things like that, and how to make them responsive-friendly. So, like with comments, what are the best ways to lay out comments? Say you have a super popular blog that gets thousands of comments. You're not going to load. You're not going to want to load them all on a single page because it might take the page forever to load. And that's not good if if your user's on 3G or, God forbid, Edge. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, I propose a a few different scenarios and then how to code one of them up, um, how to deal with the comment form and things like that. And then the last part of the book is just a bunch of tutorials, uh, how to do responsive maps, how to do responsive image galleries in WordPress and, and things like that.
0: That's awesome. So I want to, you know, we have just a few minutes left, and I want to ask some questions that I ask everybody. Um, And the first one is, uh, if you could, what, or, yeah, this is going to be the first one. Uh, What, what was, oh, you already actually answered that. Never mind. If you could go back (laughs) to, if you could go back to yourself at the very beginning, uh, what advice would you give yourself? So, like, you know, when you first got that project for your church, and you had never done anything on the web before, uh, what would you have told yourself looking back now some 10 years ago yeah (laughs) sorry to sorry to make it seem so long ago oh that's
1: that's all right i uh i'm i'm one of the younger people who work at my job so they tell me i'm not allowed to explain about my age but i still (laughs) i still feel weird being to measure something in a decade
0: yeah for sure
1: i i know how you feel uh so i think this is the advice i would give myself and this is like life in general this isn't even just web development device but uh, just try it and, and see what happens. Like, that's what I tell my programming students now, too. They're like, you know, I want to do this, and this is how I think I should do it. Well, see if it works. If it doesn't work, then try something else. Um, and and I, I think that's what I would do, because, like, what I used to do was sit and think and wonder and procrastinate and be like, I don't know if that'll work. I'm not sure if that'll work. You know, when you're developing something in a development environment it doesn't matter if it'll work just try things out it's true try it out make it and then if it works make sure that's the a good way to do it and move on and refactor as you need to and if it doesn't work you know that doesn't work and you can cross that off the list so um and then you you probably learn something along the way doing something wrong even so i I think, think oh uh you know i i think that that's that's what I would tell myself, and I think I'd be probably a little further along than I am now.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I think the 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 you said something in there that was really interesting. You said uh, once you try it out, it, make sure that it's the right. If it works, that's great, but make sure it's also the right way to do it. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, uh, neglect to do that. They like find the way to do it and they move on. Um, but I think it's important and you seem to highlight it that to sort of go back and reach, not recheck, but sort of look at your work and say to yourself, is this the best way for to, for it to be done? Um, all right. So what's your, what's the favorite thing that you've worked on, uh, on the web? Ooh, the favorite thing that I've worked
1: on on the web, man, you know, I listened, I listened to your podcast and I did not <laughs> think to be prepared for this
0: question. It is a question I ask everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, so maybe this is lame and weird, but uh, I think my personal website, because it's kind of my sandbox, um, I test out plugins I'm working on and, you know, it's it's the place where I can just try stuff. Uh, and, you know, if it breaks, um, I fix it and I roll back and then I try something else. Uh, I think I took a page out of Jeffrey Zeldman's book where he, whenever he redesigns his site, he does it. Live and out and in the open so you know he'll work on something and you can refresh and he'll see what he's doing and I kind of have taken that up with my site um so you know like I have like the Simplecast plugin and I was testing that out on my personal site I have a speaking events plugin that I I want to release sometime soon and I uh, I release it I'm testing it on my site first so uh it's it's been my sandbox ever since I started
0: and, and, and it still is okay so uh that that's awesome because I think it's very. I think a lot of people don't realize that they should use their own site to teach themselves. They think they have to like do everything locally and not show it. But I think a lot of people would see value in uh, learning something, doing it, and putting it out in the world. Uh, what does the future hold for you?
1: Well, uh, I'm wrapping up a speaking WordCamp speaking tour. And uh, are you coming well, to are you coming to WordCamp New York? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, we'll have to catch up because I'll be oh. there absolutely definitely uh, hopefully I'll hear back soon if I'm speaking or not but I'm, I'm going to attend either way oh great um, but uh, I think you know now that the semester's over there's a few projects I've been uh, sitting on that I'd, I'd like to release and put out there and um, and then continue working on the TIL podcast which is the podcast that I use with Simplecast so a awesome. um, bunch of pet projects in, in the near future And
0: that's great yeah so the final question that I do ask everyone is where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter, GitHub, your personal site, that kind of stuff.
1: Huh. Well, I am out at casabona.org. Uh, that's my main site and my sandbox. So if something's broken, it's probably a at work, least a work yeah. in progress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say it's intentional um, or not intentional, but you know. Um, I am Jay Casabona on Twitter and, and GitHub and most social networks actually. And uh, you can get my new book, Responsive Design with WordPress, at rwdwp.com.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me uh, tonight on the show. Um, it's You you really gave some great advice to people starting out and some great advice for me. I mean, the show is for everybody who listens, but it's kind of my own personal uh, conversation place to talk to people I've wanted to talk to for a long time. So I thank you for being on the show. I want to thank Media Temple and Harvest for uh, being on being sponsors of the show this week uh and for the past several weeks and uh you guys can find the show notes to the episode at www.howtoholdapencil.com and you can follow the show on twitter at holdapencil or you can follow me on twitter at ruben ingber that's r-e-u-b-e-n-i-n-g-b-e-r once again thanks to my guest joe casabona and i will see you all next week <laughs>